All right, so I guess that's that. This is a Fresher and Parlance show. This is Fresher here. This is Parlance. I believe this is episode number eight. It's nine, Jeremy. Nine? I think it's nine, yeah. Yeah. Number nine. That's good. It's good times. Number nine. Almost in the two-digit. We need a a two-digit episode number uh, celebration episode. We do need a two-digit celebration number episode, like 10 with a birthday cake. I believe that's the next one we're going to do. Yeah. If, if, if my memory serves me, 10 comes after 9. I was just having trouble remembering which one it was, so... Yeah. Well, uh, and for future reference, it goes 9 and then 10. Boy, this is a terrible open, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get right into it. I just want to know, Jeremy, you just came back from a giant Jenga tournament. I did, and uh, we did really well. We actually played our first match to a stalemate where every single Jenga move that we could do was done, and it just came down to who picked the last piece because the other team got stuck with no pieces, so they just had to pull one that was definitely going to make it fall. Oh, man. That's cool, though. You won. Yeah, so we won the first round, and then the second one, uh, we got pretty far, but they were kind of rushing, and yeah, I don't know. Who was rushing? We, we didn't take that one. The other team. Wait, why, why? what do you mean they were rushing? Like, even before we'd put our next piece on top, they were going for their piece. What? That's I know, right? There, it was kind right? Of I bet you that was a psychological ploy. I think it was. Okay, but... so why don't you set the scene? You started, you just went right into it. You didn't give me any details. Where was it? How many oh, people were the, there? We were talking about it all week. But I, I it was at the first one, um, you weren't talking about it all week. You weren't talking. The people that are watching the show know nothing about it. You got to pretend true. as if they don't. They haven't been talking about it all week. Tell me. That's true. Sorry. Well, it was um, giant Jenga competition for the Seattle's best happy hour at the Seattle Center Armory, and uh, they had a bracket of sixteen teams competing for giant Jenga, and. Uh, we got there early. We were actually the second team to sign up. So the other ones all filled up pretty quick, but we probably could have gone in even if we weren't that early. But Were, were teams turned away? What? Were teams oh, turned- I think, yeah, some teams were turned away. Our team name was actually um, the Block Nest Monsters. The Block Nest Monsters. I like that. I like that. Yeah, we, we thought about it on the bus over there, so... <laughs> <laughs> But okay. yeah, no, it was a good time. I would definitely go back. Okay, so we the free third, booth? Free they booth? do it the third Tuesday of every month at the Seattle Center. And yeah, they have really good happy hour prices. Like, uh, beers were only $2. What kind of beer was served? Uh, they just had, like, two bottles. They had an amber and an IPA. I don't remember the names. Oh, so it wasn't like Budweiser. It was real beer. Well, they had Budweiser, too. And then they also had just full bar, other kinds of alcohols. I think those were, like, $3. It was still cheap. So how many beers did you consume, or drinks did you consume in this in this venture? I think just two, maybe. Ah, that's weak sauce. I know, because well, I had yeah. to come back and do the show. Well, the, I think the show would have been better with you drunk. <laughs> I can go down and get another beer now, but... That, that's all right. Um, all right, so you, you you came to a stalemate. They had to they had kill themselves. They did. And, and then you played the next team, and they were rushing you. You felt rushed. They were, but there was probably a 40-minute or, or hour lull between, because they finished all the first bracket people before they did the second bracket. Got it. Was there like a timer, like chess? Did you have to ding in every time? Uh, they they made that rule the second uh, bracket, but the first one, no, we took a long time for each one. Got we were it. the longest standing one. We had uh, the biggest crowd. People were cheering and stuff. Oh, really? We still got, we negotiated for uh, prizes afterwards just because we were popular. Would you win? I got a beer cozy and some we our team also got some t-shirts and some coupons for one of the theaters at the Seattle Center. That's cool. You know, maybe we should do a live broadcast from this place. We could. I mean, we could do live broadcasts from a lot of places. I know. That would that might increase our viewership. I know. Uh, well, I think that you said you couldn't go because you had to do the show, but I still made it, both of them. Well, I, hey, we had a viewer and they kicked off. That was exciting there for a moment. Um, Wait, you kicked someone off? No, they oh they're back in again. Oh. Uh, well, 
Hello, whoever's there, we see you. So if you have a question for us or you want to comment on something, <laughs> you can just scare them away. You're just no, like, uh, just uh, just be sure we have it open. Just talk, you know, if you have anything. All right, so you you got a free prize. That's good. Uh, that's yeah. exciting. I'm glad to hear it. I know you it were looking good. forward to it. I was. Uh, I think that's been pretty much the main part of my week for my updates. That sounds like a pretty good. I mean, that's great. That just happened right now. That's like hot off the presses. I just, yeah, fresh off the press. Fresher off the presses. Fresher off the press. Oh. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's, uh, my week was pretty good. We went to uh, Palm Springs. Nice. Have you ever been to Palm Springs? I have not. It's a lot of old people. The weather's very warm. Uh, like, it's very hot. It was hot there. Um, but the, the, we did a bunch of nature activities. And it was quite, quite nice. It was very, a very good, relaxing. You were uh, saying you missed out on seeing a um, Roadrunner, though. We did. So yeah. So as you, well, dedicated viewers. So all five of you, uh, <laughs> I, I set a goal of seeing a hundred different species of birds, and one of those species I wanted to see was the, the lesser Roadrunner. I think so, but maybe it's the greater Roadrunner. Anyway, the Roadrunner that's supposed to be prevalent in that region, and. I didn't see one. I did see a bunch of birds. I saw maybe 10 to 12 different species. I have to update my list. That's a lot. Yeah, and I had a hummingbird land on my foot. That's impressive. I like that. Hummingbirds are probably my favorite birds. Yeah, so I was, uh, it was later in the afternoon, uh, in the evening, and we, had a po- we were sitting poolside, and we had just come back for some hikes uh, through the area there. And um, I, I went down by the pool, and I was doing some reading, and I sort of was dozing off, and I felt something tickle my foot. I opened my eyes, and I saw the hummingbird. But my, I like your, your hummingbird. Saw the hummingbird. <laughs> I saw it. It was like, bam, right in there. But I, it was so fast because I was freaking out because it was a creature. You know, they're about, I don't know, three inches. I don't know. They're pretty... On my foot, I thought it was like a giant bug or something, like a, I don't know, but it scared me. And I moved as I recognized. Had I recognized before moving, I would have had a, a moment where I had the iPad on my lap. I probably could have took a picture of the, the hummingbird on my foot. It was a Costa hummingbird for those I know, were, I was just about to ask which yeah. kind. Yeah, you showed me a picture, and it looked a little bit different than hummingbirds I've seen. Yeah, so I think they're endemic to that, uh, that region. They're only in that region. That's cool. Yeah, desert hummingbirds. They have a purple head and a grayish uh, hue on the body. Um, they're really quite a beautiful bird, actually. And I feel as though they're they're like. Um, so we went to Joshua Tree. I don't, have you ever been to Joshua Tree? No, you had mentioned that. Yeah, so we had we had done about uh, we did about fifteen miles of hiking uh, there. Um, but not the, too the, bad. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's not. I mean, it's not crazy either, right? Um, but they, you know, the, it's named for this tree, the Joshua tree, and it kind of, if you know, I wish we could put a picture. Maybe we should put a picture in our linkage. I know. Um, I was just uh, trying to manage some pictures over here too. So it's kind of like a cactus meets. Uh, it's it's it looks like a hybrid almost. It's very unique. It's a very unique looking. It's. Uh, it, you will once you see it, you will never you will know it forever. But it's kind of like a hybrid, and I was thinking that a hummingbird is also sort of like a hybrid, right? Uh, it's like Joshua Tree kind of looks like a cactus meets a tree, and the hummingbird is kind of like an insect meets a bird, right? Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, because those wings, I feel like they're so tired. They must be so tired. That's the only thing I can imagine. A hummingbird is the only bird on this planet that would ever land on my foot. You know what I'm saying? Like, because they're just so tired from wha- their wings are flapping. Like, you're never gonna see a cardinal land on my foot. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah. they got they gotta land somewhere. <laughs> I guess right. So that's the thing. It was like, you know, I just flew here yesterday, and boy, are my arms tired. That's what I felt like the hummingbird was like. I was just like, oh man, my arms are tired. I'm just gonna land on this foot. So, uh, but it was great. Uh, great trip. Uh, someone mentioned. They said to me, Peter, Palm Spring is like. Florida, except with no ocean, as in it's just full of old people. And I wait. Like... There's no ocean. I thought there is water. There, there's no water. There's no water. Huh. 
Uh, well, there's Palm Springs, so uh, look, we could get into the geology of Palm Springs, but it's right on the San Andreas Fault in the Coachella Valley, which you probably know from the Coachella Music Festival because you're a music guy. Um, but I've never this, been there to Coachella. Uh, so we actually went to this nature preserve that has, uh, it's literally right on the San Andreas Fault, and where the fault is, water bubbles up, okay? Yeah. And it creates an like oasis in the desert. It's pretty amazing. So it's like dry, 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 and then palm trees and tropical, and then back to dry again. So those, you know, those classic uh, interpretations of like when someone's like hallucinating. Oh yeah, yeah, and you yeah. see in the distance a yeah. mirage. Yeah, but this actually that's where it derives from because there are these. Um, yeah, it's like, like it's a possibility. It's it's a pos it's a real thing. Now the the water I can't imagine is is it smells a little like sulfur or whatever because it's coming up from a fault or whatever. I don't know where it's coming. Um, but uh, basically, an earth fart. Yeah, pretty a wa yeah wet fart. It's pretty much an earth's wet fart. Um, and uh, but it was still it's still amazing to see and it's it's highly recommended. I saw a number of unusual things there. Uh, we saw someone dining with a parrot. I know that's intense. That's pretty. It's pretty. I mean, yeah, as you were mentioning, at least they have someone to talk to. I mean, if that, you're going to bring an animal with you. Yeah, and I, I mean, it might be better than some... Even if they just repeat back to you what they say, it's better company than, say, I don't know, a dog, right? I mean, yeah. well, the dog maybe will get pet. I mean, they're probably more cuddly than... it. So she, here's the thing. I didn't believe... I, it was amazing. I'm sitting there munching down or whatever on my phone, and my wife's like... Oh, look, 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 look. And this lady's just walking in. It's just right here on her shoulder, just walking in right by me. They have an outdoor patio area. And I was like, whoa, what's that? I can't believe that. So I, uh, you know, then like two or three minutes later, the lady runs into the restroom and, yeah. and grabs like maybe 20 paper towels because the, the, the parrot, like, this is, I don't think you train parrots. They just shit wherever they want to go. You know what <laughs> no, I'm saying? That sucks. Yeah, so I think this parrot took a big dump somewhere out there on the patio, which that's is gross. gross. Total grossness for an eating establishment. You don't, that's why they put covers over the patio so you don't get bird shit on you. Don't, I know, yeah. Yeah. So then I was like, I need to get a picture of this. So I did a, I was like paparazzi style. You're like my, pretending to get a text. Oh, what's this text? No, no, I went to the bathroom and you know what? She, it, it wasn't so, I wasn't actually that sleuthy, if that's the word or whatever. I wasn't that sneaky. I just... She was looking on her phone or whatever, and she was, like, really enamored with whatever she was doing. And the bird was – so it was a four-top, you know, four seats. Yeah. So she's sitting here at the back to the inside where I was the bathroom is, and the parrot is just perched on the chair to her left. And the parrot looked like, oh, man, like, I'm stuck here. I can't even – she's just on her phone. <laughs> I know. The parrot's pissed, like, dude, why did you make me not bring my phone? I know. I know. The parrot was like, I could have, you know – but the parrot was also there. Must be a, a like a a thing that you could put on a, a parrot's nose so it actually could work the device. Because, oh you know, yeah, I, oh that's a good idea. Yeah, because I don't think it would its its beak would actually move would activate apps and stuff on a on a on a smartphone. So anyway, yeah. So I quickly I took a bunch of photos. I I and and you know it wasn't very I wasn't sneaky at all. It was actually my paparazzi skills are. I mean, I don't, being some lady with a parrot in a restaurant, I'm pretty sure she's used to having photos taken of her. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So anyway, there was that. And then, so I went to a bunch of different restaurants uh, that were natural or organic, but also had, um, so this one place, they didn't even serve, like, Pepsi or Coke, Jeremy. Like, basic sodas, they were like, that's not organic. We don't sell that. But we do yeah, have this. Yeah, it's like PCC or something. Ugh. They're like, we do have this, um... Oh, gosh, I forget the name of it. Frambu What's it called? Kombu kombucha. Oh, kombucha, yeah. Yeah, kombucha. But it was alcoholic. It was an, I didn't even know. I ordered one. It always has alcohol. It doesn't always have alcohol. It's just like a little bit. That's why they, like, Lindsay Lohan, like, was drinking it or something. Oh, I had no idea. Well, we just bought one today. I don't think it had from the supermarket. I don't think it has. Anyway, they, they had that. Uh, but here's what I love about it, about these places. First off, they were the food was delicious. But they offered menu items that were not uh, vegan or vegetarian. So I'm a, I eat vegan, but I also eat fish. Um, cat will go back and forth. Um, but that's what was great. It was normally when you go to a place here in Seattle, it's just vegan or vegetarian, and that's it. 
Yeah. There they had you. You could get your. I could get my vegan. You know, whatever fake meat stir fry or whatever fake meat, whatever. And I then, feel like a lot of people who want to go to a vegan restaurant, though, they don't want like other meat stuff prepared in the same kitchen. So, no, like, it's, see, that's the thing. It's not that. It's not that at all. That's not it. I don't think that's it. I don't eat meat. I don't eat meat because I don't want to see animals die. Though I don't like seeing animals die. I I don't eat meat because it's just a better. It's a healthier way to live. It's a cleaner living. So for me, this was a perfect thing. Oh yeah, but I think that that's why most restaurants don't have mix of vegan and meat or whatever. It's because a lot of people who are vegan just don't want like cross they don't want the meat to touch it. Yeah. See, I don't think I. By the way, the way these places are run, I don't think they are touching. I think it could be like a kosher kitchen almost, you know, where you have two two preparation areas. And um, anyway, that I thought that was great, and I think that is the I think that is the future for I think that's a big opportunity to have a uh, a, a vegan vegetarian healthy organic restaurant that serves not only vegan and vegetarian but also like organic grass fed beef and stuff like that. Uh, which I thought was interesting. Like I said, I thought that was that was super interesting. Nice. Yeah. So uh, let's just you know we we dawdled on the on what's going on in life. Yeah. Oh, also. Lot. Yeah. Let me try this out. So I was going to talk about these uh, makeout pillows that someone had made for um, Valentine's Day. To they they basically took CPR dummies and like put mouth put a mouth on a pillow so people could practice making out if they didn't have anyone to make out with. But I'm going to throw the picture up here now, see how that goes, because that's what oh. those makeup pillows are like. They look they look pretty crazy, right? I mean, it's just like basically a mouth on the pillow. It's a pretty, I mean, it's a cool idea. Like, I was thinking about it would be cool to put one of those on a T-shirt. Uh, I see. All right, first off, I can't. I don't want to talk because I don't want to take away from the image. But the it's weird because the the nostrils look like they have nose holes. I think. Oh, there they are again. Yeah, they totally do. I mean, they're like the anatomical CPR ones. So I think you know you're supposed to plug their nose or something. Well, I hope they're not plugging the nose when they're practicing kissing. I mean, they could. It's a practice. It might be a new a new method. A new method. So <laughs> the next time you go down, you. So here's what I worry. I think there's going to be a bunch of teenagers this practicing CPR, thinking that's the way, like doing CPR practice on, on people thinking that's the appropriate way to kiss. <laughs> that's true. I know. So the, some people in the article they were saying because it was made by some sort of early twenty year old designer, and they were saying that everyone like above twenty five just thought it was straight up way creepy, but everyone below twenty five was thinking that like, oh yeah, that's kind of you know a good idea or whatever. <laughs> I think uh, it's pretty creepy, but uh, I don't me, know. It's still a cool idea. I like it. Well, to me, that looked like a pillowhead Doctor Who villain, like a creature, like some sort of pillowhead, bad sci, cheesy sci-fi. It totally, yeah, it totally does. Oh no, it's the the pillowhead species. Um, but I, I, you say you want to put it on a shirt. I don't want anyone kissing my belly, but I like the idea of um, maybe underwear. I don't think the underwear. I think the shirt is more practical than the underwear. I don't I think mean, also, the underwear is just not as cool. They're, first off, none of it's practical. Yeah, no, the t-shirt's practical. You could have a t-shirt like that. I would totally wear that. Okay, all right. In what planet would having a mannequin's face put on your shirt be practical? I would wear that. Why would... There's nothing stopping me from... It's not like I'm not going to be able to fit my jacket on or something. No, okay. First off, a shirt... I guess in the sense that it's covering your upper, your torso, it's practical in that sense. But you could have, there's a hundred million different shirt designs that don't involve having a face attached to it. True. I'm going to make that shirt and wear it just to prove the practicality of it. You know, look, if you want to train children or whatever, train people on CPR, then you can lie on the floor. Actually, That's true. Yeah. It'd be like, uh, no, I, you know, it's for a... Uh, Hygiene or whatever. I don't want to use my actual mouth. Use this one on my shirt. Yeah, and then that there's like a pipe, like essentially there's an air tube that comes up and you, a mouthpiece that goes on your face. Yeah, it might be more useful because then I could coach them through it. Like, no, no, you're not quite getting it because I can't talk if their mouth is on my mouth. That's true, but you also wouldn't see. So you would unless so you have to have a camera, maybe like a, a cell or just phone. a mirror or a mirror. Yeah, that's very that's actually more low tech and probably a lot cheaper. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, yeah, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I. I think first off, I think the pillows are weird. I don't think it's a good idea. I am over twenty-five, but if I were under twenty-five, I would also think it's weird. You can't tell because you're not. That's the no, thing. No, That's I, the whole thing about those age things. I don't know. I don't feel like my mind changes. I haven't changed that much in life to to to. No. Well, yeah, no, it's not that you've changed. It's just time. I mean, it's the same. People are like, oh, that rock music is evil. It's bad, like, or whatever. And then, like, the next music's more crazy. And then those people are saying, like, oh, rap music, it's ruining kids' minds or whatever. Right. So you're, compla- you're comparing rock music and rap music to faces sewed on pillows? To how young people, you know, <laughs> interpret things, yes. Okay, well, our one viewer, if you want to share your opinion on face pillows... By all means, throw it up there. Face pillows, dude. Kids are into them. Kids these days, I tell you. Kids these days. Oh, (laughs) speaking of kids, I do have another... I want to throw out another question, another topic to you. So we were in the airport, and, uh, you know, you come back from a flight or wherever, you have to go to the restroom because you've been on the plane and you didn't use the restroom. So my wife went into the restroom, and a mother had... Well, a mother had a child in the bathroom, okay? Yeah. And the mother was waiting by the door, and the mom's like, what are you doing in there? Come on, come on, let's go, let's go. And the kid's like, I'm still wiping, I'm still wiping, you know? And uh, then the kid comes out, and he's like 11 or 10. Okay? What? I think 10 years old, and if you could wipe by yourself, I think that's too old. To be in the woman's back, it was a, a boy in the woman's. Oh room. yeah, oh that's in a public one. That's true. Wait, was his mom in there helping him? No, she just took him in there, threw him in the stall, and just waited by the door. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't be able to like you. Yeah, that's so, true. So this is what. Wait, I, where was it at? At the airport. Which airport? I uh, LAX, I think. Oh, and as. California. But, it might, but it, here's the thing. It could have been Seattle. I don't remember, but I think it was LA. It makes a big difference. Uh, I don't think it makes a difference because that's not what the question was. Not whether, like, LA, Californians... For, because, frankly, if I'm in LAX, there's no guarantee that those people are from LA anyway. LAX is a hub that's true. for... true, yeah, airports. People yeah, are from everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So, here's the thing. When is it appropriate to, to let your kid just go into the bath, like go into the bathroom and let them use the bathroom themselves? It, like if you're a boy, you send them into the men's room. If you're a, uh, a a girl, you send them into the ladies' room. Like why do I? I felt it was weird. A ten year old, it's it's too old. Too old. So I think what, if you're not like potty training anymore. So basically, I think that's like five or six or something. So maybe like seven or eight would be the latest. I think so. Here's the thing. If if you are no wait no I don't actually I'm t- I think I'm totally wrong on all that timing so whatever I think potty training happens with like three at three I think I don't know but yeah. I but by I think you're not sending a six year old into the bathroom by themselves in the in the airport that's no. what I think I don't think so I think six I, I think five or six I don't know, maybe. It depends on how mature they are. Are they a mature five? I guess, maybe. But, you know, it's a weird place, you know. Uh, but I, I still think ten is way too old. So I'm going to... I think you're right. I think the cutoff is like seven. Yeah, think, that makes... I think that sounds all right. Now, here's the thing. What if the mom had to go to the bathroom, okay? She was traveling by herself with her kid. Does yeah. she just... She's just like, um, we're in a hurry. You're going in with me. You go use that stall. I'm going to use this stall. We'll meet here. Or, yeah, that seems pretty reasonable. That's very practical of the mom. Very practical. Or should she just be a, like, don't make this kid a pansy, and she just drops him off at the, the, the men's room, waits for him at the door. He so might be I'm, a runner. You don't know. He might, like, have had a record of, like, you know, wandering off without her if she left, took her eyes off of him. Okay, I mean, that's a possibility, I guess, but uh, the way it seemed is this this kid was in no hurry and was just wiping his butt. Like, it didn't seem like he was a runner. I guess you were not going to run. Anyway, I think that's a cheap thrill, too, for a 10-year-old, just to be like, oh, Mom, can I go into the ladies' room with you? Maybe he gets off on being in there with, like... <laughs> that's true. Wait, like, you weren't in the... La- oh, you just heard... 
I heard, heard about from, it, right? I heard it from my wife, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wish that the story ended with, like, yeah, me and my wife just, you know, it was practical. We just went in the ladies' room, and I yeah. used to next to her. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then she called for me, and I said, just hold on, I'm wiping. <laughs> God, let me wipe. Uh, yeah, so, no, that that's the, uh, that was, so, speaking of, here's another bathroom thing. Bathroom stuff. Ugh. This is yeah. This is a this is a thread we got, and this is it. We'll go quick on this one. So I went into a bathroom in one of these health food restaurants, natural felt health food restaurants. You're all about the natural stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, bathrooms, r- restaurants, grocery yeah. stores. You know, I have another thing to talk about too, but but this one in particular, same sto- same place. Um, they they had a scale next to the toilet. Yeah. So you could weigh in prior, post, and pre. It's pretty cool. I mean, I was, I've was i never done that, but I always thought about it. Yeah, so I didn't do it. I didn't do it, but I liked the option. And I think that should maybe be standard. What do you think? I don't think I'd use it if it was standard. Why wouldn't you use it? Well, like, what kind of scale was it? I feel like I try to touch as least amount of things as I can while I'm in the bathroom. That's true. I didn't think of post-poop uh, contamination, but it was actual, the ones with the weights that you move and slide. Oh, it was like a nice one? I'm not going to do that. That's too much effort. Yeah, but yeah, I think these people who are in a health food store kind of know how much they weigh. I don't think there's much sliding. They probably don't want digital. They want an analog scale because it's more natural. More na- Exactly. It's more healthy to the environment. So anyway, I like the option. I didn't use it. Um... But I liked it was I liked the fact that it was there. I took a picture of it. I put it on Facebook. I wish I knew how to do the, the picture thing. And maybe I, I really like how you did the picture thing. But I know, um, right? Yeah. So, then there was this other thing I saw in the same restaurant. Uh, a, they call it's like blue green algae. Have you heard of this? I mean, I think so. I mean, I've heard of algae. I guess not that one, and maybe in so, particular. So this one was like a. It's like a supplement for your brain. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I. It's like one of the new superfoods. Yeah, exactly. You're exactly right. It was, and it was. I've, I saw it in multiple places, but this is the one where I, I, uh, I, I was fascinated. I almost got it. And people were just coming up and buying shots, little oh, shots. Yeah, the, was, they had that on uh, Parks and Recreation. Oh, really? Yeah. Were they making fun of people? Yeah, they were kind of. I mean, it wasn't blue green algae, but it was something gross, and they like they were using like bikini chicks and muscle dudes to sell it and doing shots even though they were horrible. Yeah, so I don't think it tastes... It probably didn't taste very good at all. Um, but I guess there is a benefit. I mean, it's... I, I don't know. I don't know. There, by the way, the people that were taking the shots, it wasn't it wasn't the blue-green thing necessarily. They were just doing some other stuff. So basically wish... it was like celebration shots of Jägermeister for this blue-green allergy. No, no, it wasn't actual shots of liquor. Was it like flu shots? No, it was like small little, like liquidy, nutritional supplement things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I figured the first time, but then you said it wasn't that. Well, no, it what they it wasn't. A, what I'm saying is that the people that I saw getting the shots was not the blue green algae because they were saying what it was and it wasn't that. Um, but then I I looked at I looked for it. I wish it's called like uh, I forget what it's called, but I looked it up. Um, and you could look it up too, and it's called like I forget what it's called. Fuck, Jason Mraz is there's is the quote unquote celebrity spokesperson for it, <laughs> and and like could you pick a more hippie looking dude to 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 do it, you know? And um, I wish I could remember the uh, the uh, the the quote that he had, but essentially it was like me and my bandmates, and there's a picture of him like doing a little shot of the. <laughs> On the page. I, like, I like this shot thing here, like this. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and he said it was like Raztac. It was like he's like when we get out there, it's Raztacular or something like that. And I was just like barf. I don't now. I'm never doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but you almost did, right? Well, I'm interested in it. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, no, no, I'm never doing it. Except for where can I get that here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I well, you know what? It's so funny. I walked the aisles because it was also a supplement store, and. Uh, the conversations you hear walking through these stores, there was this, like, really dreaded dude, uh, like, you know, like, his hair was all dreaded, and it was, like, p- pulled into, like, a, one of those... Yeah, because know, it's that's the most natural hairstyle you can have. Right, and this pimply, 
nerdy sales guy is talking to him, like you know the on the Simpsons, oh sir, you know that guy. <laughs> it was like he's like, and the so the pimply like nerdy nutrition guy is like, so uh, what's your uh, your testosterone level like? Is it is it like normal? And the guy, <laughs> and and then the guy I could it was like the guy with the dreads was kind of like just like, oh uh, yeah. Uh, like Marlon Brando, kind of like, uh, yeah, uh, didn't fit his face, and, uh, uh, yeah, but but testosterone is like, uh, is pretty good. And I just, I just be, I couldn't, I couldn't. It was just the you weirdest. Just kept walking. I just kept walking. I just was like, what are they talking about? This, anyway, it looked like the the guy that was pimply probably had way too much testosterone because that's what happens when you have too much testosterone. You get a little pimply. But anyway, uh, you know, uh, moving on, um. I just want to talk, uh, touch upon, Jeremy. This there's a there's a crisis bigger than global warming coming. Oh my goodness! What is this crisis? It's bigger than global warming, and it will, it will, you know, as if global warming will 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 tear your soul out because things. I mean, it's can't... basically global warming is uh, global warming is threatening life as we know it. And this, I'm telling you, is ruining people's hearts. This problem. That's worse than their life. It's spoiling birthday parties forever. There's a clown shortage, Jeremy. That's ridiculous. There is a clown shortage. I've only recently heard about this, but... <laughs> well, I, I think your article might that I pointed out to you might be better, but what was, what was the name of the national... The is it the World Clown Association? Yeah I, well, yeah, I think it is the World Clown Association. So it seems to me, or it seems here that the, the article overall it just states that look, the there's people aren't clowns anymore. I know. I I like the way that the NPR article that I read put it the best, which says, "Circus folk fear a national clown shortage is on the horizon. Membership at the country's largest trade organization for jokesters has plunged over the past decade as declining interest, old age, and higher standards among employers align against crusty bozo." And their crimson-nosed colleagues. So, I wonder: Will there be no more clowns left? Like the rhino? Will there? Like rhinos are going to be extinct in probably 10, 15 years. Do you think there's going to be no more clowns? I don't know. I think that yeah, probably. I think stand-up comedians and like uh, oh, actually, if you consider what a clown is, I feel like there's way more people doing like furry-type outfits because that's a big thing in. I mean, in Japan, I guess now too, like people have the crazy, you know, like the full body. Basically, you're like a mascot type person, but not like furry, like just a bear suit or something, like weird stuff. Yeah. So you're saying furries and people dressing up in costume characters is the new clown? Yeah. Not costume characters like Comic Con type, but like you know, like full body ridiculous type. So, interesting you mentioned this. While I was in New York in Times Square one evening walking through the, the area, I yeah. saw a Bugs Bunny talking to a Mickey Mouse uh, in, uh, in Times Square through the little holes, and they were both speaking Spanish, and it blew my mind. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, so... I like, last I was in Las Vegas, too. They just have all of the... Um, the Optimus Primes and, like, you know, Bumblebees, like... They just like all the people like dressed up like crazy characters. I can't; those are the only two I can think of. And then also the hangout guy with the baby on his chest. But they oh, gotta be so hot. That's ridiculous. Well, well, here's the thing. It, the, I know what you're talking about Vegas because I was there just uh, in November, I believe. Yeah. And and I also walked down the strip and I did see there was a guy that looked exactly like the guy from The Hangover. I know that's like the thing to do now is just dress up like the guy from The Hangover. You know who I'm talking Zach Galifianakis or whatever? Yeah. There was a guy I like looked, him. He's cool. I like his show. I think we talked about it earlier, Between Two Ferns. Between Two Ferns. Yes, that's a great show. I didn't see the one with uh, Justin Bieber, though. So yeah. I will sort that out. But, so do you think the world's going to be a sadder place without clowns, or do you just think it's getting supplanted with new things? You're, you're saying furry, furry creatures, guys. Yeah, I don't think it will necessarily be sadder because I think more people are creeped out with clowns than actually like them. I disagree with that. I don't think you you think so you're saying more than 50%. So 50.1% of the population is against well, no, clowns. I, like I think that like probably 
80% don't care, and 10% like, or no, maybe, 80% don't care, 8% like them, and 12% are creeped out. All right. All right. Well, I, fine. I Here's the thing. I never felt strongly about clowns in, in any way. So you're in that 80%. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, here's the thing. When I saw a clown, um, I wanted them to make me a balloon animal. But I know people who do balloon animals who aren't clowns. There's balloon animal people that I've, like, at my friends' parties who, like, do balloon animals, but they're just the dude doing balloon animals. You have some great friends that bring balloon animal people over. I know. For... It was crazy. I was surprised. He could make a lot of stuff, though. Yeah, it's always... So I remember still, I think I was four, maybe five. Someone gave me... There were, we had a balloon animal person at my party, and they put a... It was a dog, a poodle... And they somehow got, they said that he made a meatball, and it was just another small little balloon, and he got yeah. the, the meatball inside the poodle. The dog ate the meatball, and I'll, to this day, I was amazed by that. I'm still That's amazed cool. by that. Um, I think magicians, uh, I think they also kind of, there's this kind of like, you have the young magician, and then they want to get laid, so they quit. And then they, later on in life, they become magicians again. I think magicians and clowns have the same kind of age trajectory. Uh, maybe. Actually, my friend's dad is the head of the magician, the International Magicians League thing. And I went to his wedding, and they had like some of the best like magicians there just doing like table stuff. Oh, like, like close magic, close magic. Yeah, like close, like yeah, like the card stuff, and but. They're really good at telling jokes and stuff. It was really cool because they just came around to all the tables and they're just like, their party favor thing was just like a bunch of magic. That's pretty cool. It was pretty cool. And it was like all the best ones and stuff. It was pretty awesome. That is, yeah. So you're, here, what do you think is going to go extinct first? Magicians or clowns? Clowns for sure. I mean, clowns are more like a, like a knee-jerk type comedy, but magicians are more like they put you in awe, like, you're like, how did they do that, or whatever. There's, like, more mystery to it. Clowns are just more slapstick. It's, okay, so, all right, so, so you don't care. Uh, I mean... If clowns just fizzled and went away and just disappeared forever, you would well, not... I feel like that they'd be not cool for, like, 20 years, and then in 20 years people are like, hey, check out these thing, clowns, that's cool, let's do that again. The great clown comeback is what you're Yeah, I mean, about. it's going to be something like that, because they're already ridiculous. Yeah, they'll probably have... I imagine clowns of the future will have uh, uh, dummy faces on their shirts. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's going to be me pretty soon. <laughs> you need a red nose. All right, so let's talk about weird, the weird the weird story of the week, which is this uh, Paracas skulls. I know, that's crazy. I had just heard about that, too. Yeah, I'm sorry, Jeremy. I know, you're like, I just heard about it. That's your subtle way of, like, way to update the, the show log. They're like, watch out, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know much about it either. But, so, 3,000 years ago, these skulls somehow, it was a grave site of some sort. Yeah. It was found in Peru. This guy in 1928, I believe it's 1928, found these skulls. And they're elongated. I wish, Jeremy, could you, do you think you could get a picture of it? Up oh, on the... yeah. I can. So I just did it in the same place that you do your, like, one-third thing or whatever. So I'll just keep talking, and maybe you can get that image up there. Um, so for many years, apparently there's a Paracas Skulls Museum. And uh, I don't understand why no one would have thought of this, you know, within the last 20 years when DNA became into... Yeah, that's true. I mean, maybe it was just, like, too expensive to try to do it. Right, so some this guy, this I, I forget his name, uh, he's a paranormal guy. So this is what happened now. He's a paranormal guy, and he's known for being a little bit sensational, um, which puts everything out there, probably, he probably ruins everything. He sent it to blindly to a bunch of different places, and uh, the original speculation is that they built these, uh, like they used, they stretched the skulls. You know what I'm saying? They use... Oh, it's kind of like when people, like, stretch the neck or do whatever. I don't know how you could do that from the inside, though. Well, they, well, they were saying it wasn't done on the inside. It was, it was uh, they, they would put towels and wrap the kids' heads like yeah. that, 
and slowly it would just grow bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger over time. Um, so, so just that, like that neck thing. Exactly, like the neck thing, like the lobes. You ever see the those crazy long lobes? Yeah, those are pretty cool. Um, I, actually, I don't like the lobe thing. No? Like, no, nah, I don't like the neck. I don't even really like the neck thing, to be honest. I mean, not like, but I mean, I don't know. I think it's cool. It's not... It's not gross. So I got the I got the skulls up. Show it up. Show it up. So uh, yeah, these are what the skulls look like. Yeah. So those are the skulls. Why don't you? Could you just click on it and keep it on there permanently? We'll give it. I'll do it. Yeah. How do I do that? There, I did it. So those are the skulls, and as you can see. Wait. Now it's you again, though. No, it shouldn't be me. It should be should be showing it. It's doing the switching. I don't know how to make it stop switching. I don't know either. Now I'm all like messed up on my thing. So. Oh my gosh. Uh, so, um, is it still switching? Uh, yeah. Okay. I I don't know. I I don't know how to to undo that. So, um. That didn't work. Yeah. So. Oh man, computers—they're hard. Yeah, they are hard. So anyway. Uh, the guy did the DNA evidence, and and he says that they're not human. Yeah, you were saying that they have some sort of non-DNA or non-human DNA. Yeah, he said they're non-human DNA. He didn't specifically say alien DNA. Um, yeah. But he said that they would not have been able to mate with humans, like modern-day humans. I mean, it could have been. They also found those mini people or whatever that were a different species on that <laughs> island. Yeah, so the there is so I just went to the Natural History Museum. There are there is a small, like dwarfy looking skull they found that's like a couple million years old. And the issue with these things is they never know is did that person just have a rare genetic disease? Like did that creature have a rare genetic disease and is atypical of of the actual species at that time? You know? But to have like three of them in a row. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. Or more. I mean, I don't know how many it is. According to the picture, it's three. All right, you can shut off your picture. You can shut off that thing now. I know I was going to, but now it's being weird. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, so that, anyway, what, what's your thoughts on this, Jeremy? Do you think that an alien civilization came and just landed in Peru? 3,000 years ago, and they just died off? I don't think that they would have died off anyways. I mean, they would have left or something, but I don't know. I can't tell. It could have happened. So you think that maybe they came down, they had some sort of... Do you think maybe... What if it was an alien suicide pact? They were just like, we're just going to go down there, and they went down there, they were like, there's a lot of people down there, but they just... We'll get down there, and they were like, oh, these people are assholes, and they just all kill themselves. (laughs) Well, did you... You were looking at that um, that Canadian head of like basically Canadian NSA or whatever was talking about the aliens and how like they can't they're not coming here because uh, like we're too dangerous because we're not past like the point of technology where it's you know like we're endangering ourselves and them so they don't want to help us yet or like interact like we're still like on Star Trek or whatever you know they can't like mess with us. Yeah, so here's the thing about that guy. And for those who don't know, there was a video of, of a... Essentially, like, the what was it? The head of their defense. He was, like, their secretary... He was the Canadian equivalent to the American Secretary of Defense who says aliens exist, Americans know about it, there's some people that there's... I forget, he had a, a very specific amount of species. I think he said, like, there's, like, 10 or 15 species. They know where they're from, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I felt that guy was just like rambling and a little a little kooky, and it was very. He was like, "You should read this great story," and it was like a book that I lo- actually looked up the book that he mentioned. It was like published, self published on Amazon. Yeah, that's crazy. And also that news show that he was on with that chick that seemed like very set up. It didn't look like a real show. It was Russian. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, Russians are fine and all, but like, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. Again, I don't. It's it. That's the, the beauty of of the the of tricking people. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that guy was for real. Like, if you Google search that guy, he's a real person. Yeah. 
I mean, he could have just gone crazy. I think hey. that's what... Yeah. Whoa. Well, what? Maybe we should get to a review roulette. Oh, good idea. Let's get into the review roulette. Let, first, I'll, get, I'll lay down the groundwork of the review roulette. Okay, so review roulette, uh, fresher and parlance. Uh, that's I'm fresher, the, right here, yeah. this one. And I'm Peter Parlance. And uh, we randomly pick a movie from the Netflix catalog and then review it the following week. After we review it, we will pick a new movie. Then you too can watch it and watch the review and follow along next week. Last and week... Whoops, sorry. To be clear, also, our review is more of a going over in detail than an actual um, just saying like what the summary is or whatever. Exactly. It's our feelings on the movie. Yes, exactly. And we do give a number of reviews. So last week we pitched, we picked the classic 1952 movie, The Penny Princess. We did. I thought it was great, by the way. You thought it was great. Did you, did you finish watching it? I did. I watched the whole thing. Cool. I want to hear your... I want to get you going on it before I so get into first my... off... I was glad that it was in color because I thought it was going to be black and white. That was my first surprise, and I was very happy about that. Yeah, me too. And it was really good color, too. I love the scenery. Like, it's like the painted backgrounds and like the crazy... Because they have all... It's like in that European country or whatever. And uh, it was in Switzerland, some of it. But the backgrounds were like sets. It was like, a pl- like I don't know, old movie style, you know? I thought it was really cool. Why don't you give a basic plot summary... Jeremy, before we start to review and talk about the details of si- of, of, the, of the, the scenes. All right. Basic plot summary. Loading page. American shop girl, Lindy Smith, is amazed when a distant relative leaves her a sizable inheritance, including a tiny European country called Lampadora. Lindy bans her new realm-only industry, smuggling, Putting it bankrupt, putting its bankrupt citizens in a bind. When the aid of British cheese salesman Tony Craig, or with the aid of, I'm not this is reading fail, Lindy markets an alcoholic cheese, but stiff tariffs imposed by other countries prompt her to reconsider her smuggling. Yes. Yeah, so okay, first off, that's I'm... actually a good summary. I think we read that when we picked it, and I didn't quite know what was going on, but that's very accurate. Yeah. So first off, I didn't realize this. This is a British film. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah, made in Britain. It's a British film, which is interesting. Um, I didn't think their British accents were very British. That was something I was going to call out. Well, they were real Britons in there. <sighs> That's weird. And so the main... So, first off, I'm going to be honest with you. I liked it. It was good. It was good. I wouldn't go so far as good. To me, it was like sort of like bubblegum. Bubblegum's good. Bubblegum is good, and it's when you want bubblegum, you get bubblegum, you chew it, and you're like, that was great, and then the, the flavor goes away, and then you spit it out. And I felt... So I don't see the spitting out flavor uh, analogy. Well, here's the flavor. The, my point was is that it satisfied the urge of... It satisfies the urge of of wanting bubblegum and having a sweet and, t- uh, sweet and tangy little treat... And then once you once you're done with that, you spit out, and then you never think about it again. I think that's the way I feel about the Penny Princess. I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I may even actually recommend this to other people. Check I would out, recommend it totally. But I don't need to watch it again. I spit it out, and I'm done with it. Huh. But I really loved it when I did consume it. It's true. I love that uh, her potato peeler. She was a pretty good salesperson. Well, you can't be a good salesperson with your free cookies next door, Jeremy. Seriously. But she was trying. I mean, she was... I don't think I could have, like, gone that hard at it when no one is paying attention. Yeah, and and did you know all the protein in a potato is just right underneath the skin? Seriously, I didn't until that I saw her pitch. I had no idea that potatoes even had protein. That's also a good point. Um, <laughs> uh, and, 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 so she it starts off with this bright, spry teetotaler. Yeah, she is a teetotaler, self-proclaimed. Self-proclaimed teetotaler... Uh, in Manhattan, I guess, who gets called yeah, to her boss's Manhattan. Gets called to her boss's office. She was very scared about getting she called. She was. Her. I liked her voice. I liked her uh, old style girliness. I liked it too. I liked it too. And she gets called to the office. She thinks she's gonna get fired because she's not selling enough potato peelers. But as it turns out, he's just sending her off to see her lawyers. And she's like, I have lawyers. 
there's nothing like that, but close enough. <laughs> I don't think she was that like Southern or whatever. But. <laughs> and then she, they, and then she, she's so excited. Instead of opening up the door to leave, she opens up the file cabinet. Yeah, I know. I didn't get that. I mean, and she was just so disoriented. They made her. That's the thing. They made her savvy and ditzy all at the same time. I know. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I thought that was cool. Yeah. So. So as it turns out, some guy bought the, that small little country in the Alps. By the way, for being in the Alps, it was sure pleasant out. You know what I'm saying? They showed snow and stuff, and then it was just like the hills are alive with the sound of music. Yeah, it was super nice. Uh, so they, uh, <laughs> she, this guy goes and buys this land for $100,000, by the way. Which... Oh, yeah. The other thing I really liked about the movie is, like, they made American money just seem like, you know, it didn't matter. Like, one dollar, I'll buy everything you have. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, They're no. like, I'll buy this everything for $20. This should cover it. Yeah, no, that's the funniest thing. She, they were in, she was in this fancy hotel in Switzerland, and very fancy. And they're like, that'll be 36,000 lira or whatever. Or for yeah, no, the numbers were huge. I didn't know what the difference like, were, but... That would be 36,000 francs, and she's like, here's a 20, that should cover it. <laughs> I know, I didn't, I kind of wanted to look up historic rates, but I'm pretty sure $20 was never that strong, was it? I don't, I don't know, I mean, who knows, if there was inflation or whatever, they could have just chopped off zeros back then, you know? Um, but that was kind of crazy. It was also crazy at her hotel, like, everyone who worked there was small children. Oh yeah, that's right. I didn't even think about that. They were small children. There was, I mean, like eight-year-olds, and that <laughs> elevator was tiny. That was tiny, but it was. They had quite the veranda to drink pineapple juice. Yeah, that was the pineapple juice. She was really good at like, you know, ignoring that dude's advances too. Yeah, and you think she would be more receptive to that? She didn't have any male suit. It's not like I guess maybe she had a ton of male suitors. They just didn't get into it. Oh, I liked how that guy though. Like all the chicks at the um, at the store were totally all about him. They're like, oh. none of the female workers can get anything done because you're too hot. No, that's what the thing is. He's looking at these, and I was like, this is Excel in 1952. These giant graph papers that he has. He's like, he's like, menswear is up, uh, housewares is up, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. go through these like, and then he's like, ladies have a dashery is down. When did you start? He's like, April? He's like, it's you. You're the oh, yeah. reason why. Also, like, when they were calculating, like, um, can't remember what it was. They were calculating something, like, some sort of, I think it was a hotel bill or something. But uh, they were doing a horrible job. They were, like, all trying to figure it out and stuff. Like, all of the, the, the like, business stuff was crazy. Uh, all right, so look, we we've established the plot. We gotta get to we gotta get through the the, the this is all the lead in. Yeah, she gets there, and they make her the the, the princess or the, the I guess the princess, right? Penny princess. Yeah, she yeah. was she was the the princess of Lampadora. But why could she be the queen? I didn't understand that either. Anyway, whatever. She's the princess. They arrest the guy who, by the way, got he got booted off being the delivery guy even though he had quite the credentials, and got put in charge of cheese. Yeah. Swiss cheese. Was it Swiss cheese or cheddar? They, they was, theirs was cheddar. Okay. But so, he had to go to Switzerland to sell it. Right. And it just so happens that she, her first edict as a princess to this thing is she's like, I guess their number one thing was smuggling. Yeah, because they were like a bunch of thieves and smugglers. Right. So they, they, she banned it. She's like, that's illegal. And they went nuts because that was their business. They did literally go nuts. But then, oh, also um, that guy who doesn't talk—I didn't even realize that was a gag till the end. Neither did I. I didn't get it either. <laughs> it's like you talk. Yeah, I did. So I did like the—you know—they stole the car. He's like, it's. She's like, where'd you get this fancy car? He's like, well, it was an import that was going to be an export, but remained an import. And then, like, <laughs> <laughs> I know that's a pretty good explanation too. And then he like, and then the guy couldn't ever drive it. And there was, like, a number of scenes where he would, like, grind the gears and then, like, get it going. And there's one scene where they were going to get the British guy for, yeah. and charge him for sedition. Uh, if you watch that scene again, the, the guy in the, pass, in the front seat passenger, his neck 
snaps back so hard. Really? Damn. Yeah, yeah. it snaps so hard because he like goes from like neutral to drive in like one shot, and it's like a poof, like a dummy, <laughs> like a like a crash test dummy. Um. Uh. Then so she bans the thing, and then she gets drunk on this cheese, which is called what is it called? Schneeze. Schneeze. Yeah, because it's a uh, schnapps and cheese. Which is a great idea. Yeah. And but she's a teetotaler, and she can't handle her shit. But she's okay with it because, you know, it's not alcohol, really. It's cheese, so she's going to be all about it and eat it a bunch. And she decides that they're going to make that their national product. They're and it totally them. works. Somehow they make, like, 100,000 things of it in the next, like, two days. No, try a million. Was it a million? I didn't... It was a yeah, million. It was, it, was a, it was a million. And luckily, she had the cheese guy to help do the sales. Yeah, even though he was actually working for the other company. Well, was oh yeah, he was, but he wasn't really. But he was, but he wasn't really. But he was. I mean, he was he was enamored with her too, but yes. you know, technically he was working for them. So, so the there was the there was the she said she was a French, Irish, with a part of Cherokee. Yeah, I know. I like her Cherokee singing. That's she, what I was saying. Is she that was Welsh? <laughs> I was singing Navajo. <laughs> That was pretty good. She sang Navajo throughout the whole movie. I know that was I, that was a weird tie-in thing, but it was cool. So I also that, like when they started exporting the schnees, like it was a whole like parade outside of the thing. Like they had all the dogs pulling the carts and stuff, and like it was all super cute. And then they had the dog wearing like a sign when they were selling it in the um in France in, in the France, France, and it said, "I'm a lucky dog. I have schnees." <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. was a good sign. So, Their marketing was like really good. And then, then of course, the, all the neighboring countries revolt because they haven't been paying taxes, I guess, on the schnees or whatever. Yeah, because so, they're just like bring it in. Because they're just bringing it in, and they're saying no, you can't. And if they're showing newspaper headlines, you know, classic, <laughs> the newspaper yeah. flashing in, and it's like you know, and they're all the different languages of the, which was pretty cool too. And then, uh, they. They, the lady's like, you know what? Hell with you. We're going back to smuggling. And she's like, we're not paying these taxes. But it's kind of like a modern day. It's almost like the modern day tea party. You know? She's like, we're done. I guess so. Lampadora. They need Lamp- to get their own country, the tea party. Yeah. So <laughs> they need a Lampadora. Yeah. Um, so then they, they, the smuggling operation was, like, ridiculous. I know, dude. Did you hear how those catapults sounded? That was the best catapult noise ever. <laughs> well, well, first off, this, they they built a giant. The first one was a chute. Yeah. It was like a a long like. Well, I think that there was just all the smuggling things they had from before. It wasn't specifically for the cheese. Oh, really? I didn't get that from it, so that makes. I sense. mean, I guess not for sure, but I assumed. Uh, I thought they built it specifically for the cheese. And then they had the catapult. They were shooting them one by one, which seemed really inefficient. Yeah, and it was just ridiculous. And those, like, Swiss guards or whatever playing cards, like, totally saw it. Well, no, they didn't. Remember, he looked, and he's like, I don't see nothing around here. And then he also, went back to work. Also, speaking of the guards, what was up with the chick in the Lampador guardhouse who's, like, holding the little miniature thing? But she'd always come out, like, frazzled. Oh, I didn't... What are they trying I, to say? I didn't catch that. Like you know, in the guard thing, it's like their tourism thing. There oh would be yeah, no, she was. Yeah, I think uh, she was selling their cigarettes. The no, first... cigarettes. Oh. Yeah, she was a cigarette girl, but it also implied that she was a bit of a floozy. Yeah, it was. That was weird. She came up a couple times. Yeah, she was a she was a bit of a floozy. <laughs> and she was was she was she the French one or was she Italian? I forget. I don't know. How would you? I mean, it was from the Lampadora. No, it wasn't Lampadoran. It was. It was at their guardhouse thing. Oh, so, no, 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 no. That was the French guardhouse. I don't think so. Maybe, uh, maybe. I think, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly, on that first run, they had cigarettes in the back seat of the car. Yeah, that's true. They did. And, and they handed them to the to the French guard. I think that was the Lampador guard, because it was the same one. Well, anyways, forget oh, it. Doesn't it matter. doesn't matter. That was a thing. They implied she was a floozy. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, and then in, by the way, I forgot how abrupt endings were in movies. From I know. The 50s. Yeah, it was like super happy ending, but just like you know, like and now we're together. Boom, the end. Yeah. Because they run all the credits in the front. 
There's yeah, no phone again. Over. I love the phone noises when they're like, he's on the one phone and he's calling his, the manager guy calls him from the cheese place in the UK. Yeah, he's like, he's like, for, by the way, I just kept thinking like the modern day cell phone problems, but the yeah. best part is like, he's like, what's with this modern, I thought we're in the modern age. What am I calling Europe? And I know. And he's like, sir, we are calling Europe. He's like, oh. I know, that was probably the best like comedy <laughs> scene in the whole thing. That, like, exec guy and his, like, assistant. Yeah, because he was a crotchety old, like, senile guy who apparently was running a giant store, like a giant department yeah, store. Yeah, it was, yeah, chain thing. That was, and the noises were ridiculous. So, I don't they know were, if you... like, animals and stuff. Have you ever watched um, Are You Being Served? It's a British sitcom. No, I think I've heard of it. So, it's a famous, it's very famous, but they also have a... Well, at least in the earlier seasons. I don't remember in the later seasons. might have changed it. But they have a, a very old senile guy running a giant, super, like a Harrods-type store. Yeah. And it's just, it must be a British thing. It, might, it just must be a British thing where they just assume whoever's running a uh, old like department store is, is an, old, an old, <laughs> old guy who doesn't it's know what he's doing. It's probably not a bad assumption. So, anyway, I, I, like I said, I really liked it. I really liked it. Yeah, I thought it was good. So, I think it's come down. We've got to the end. Yeah. I've gone over most of my stuff. I've but got, what? what would you rate this, Peter? All right. I'm I'm taking this. I think this is going to be... I think it might be my... I don't remember if this is the highest rating I've had. I know. I really need to make a chart. I've been thinking this. I just haven't I've done it. Okay. Ugh. I'm going to give this six and a half. That's pretty good. I like I'm I'm not so much of a half type guy, so I'm gonna give it a seven. Woo! So seven. I guess since we can't do three fourths, I mean we could, but I don't think we should. I guess it would be six and a half would be the average. No, six point seven five. That's what. That's what is. I'm saying. We're not gonna do three fourths. Fine. Then to round up, seven. All right. Well, so it's 6.5 and 7. That's going to go on the chart sometime when the chart exists. The chart exists. Once you get your web thing fixed out and I get the uh, website Even besides up. that, just, like, to have it. I, I, you know what? It was, it was actually a bit... The movie was refreshing to me. I, I thought it was really good. I mean, I think the story was pretty solid. Like, I would like to see a remake of this. I would and, like, like I think that the acting was pretty good. Like, it, it was kind of cheesy, but in, like, a really good way. And it, like, didn't have too many, like, super corny gags, but it had corny gags. I thought I it was just I overall it, pretty good. I thought it, it was, it was, can't be enough to, to not make, to not put me off, right? It just oh, had a, we were talking earlier, too. You were saying that it was good for an old movie because, like, they have all, like, the basically stage scenery backgrounds. And, you know, it's, like, it's just old movie style. But I think that, that even if they did a remake exactly like the one now, it would still be good. I don't think it stands just because, like, looking, oh, old movies, they did that. I think it was just good. I think if they were going to remake it, they'd obviously have to update the plot, you know, just a little bit. Oh, yeah, a little bit. But, I mean, for the scenery and technicality of it. They probably wouldn't even use schneeze, I don't think, in the, 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 the new one. They should. All right, so uh, let's let's pick the next movie. What what uh, what genre yeah, are you thinking? How should we do here for a genreness? I'm on the page. So uh, this was a comedy. I think it was a comedy. Want to do another comedy? I do. I like comedies. All right, let's I think do another that's comedy. My favorite genre. Uh, let's just. Do you have a specific? Are we gonna do a subgenre? Cult comedies, dark humor in black comedies. Late night uh, comedies. Should we? Some someone or everything. Let's just do everything. Choose a random title for it. Okay, me. I'm choosing. It says there's 703 options. So one of those is gonna be yours, and one of those is gonna be mine. So I got one. Okay. Mine, I feel like it's a good movie, but what did you get? I got the Dan Aykroyd Eddie Murphy classic, Trading Places. That's pretty good. What's the Netflix rating? Uh, 3.9. 3.9. These are really low ratings. It's out of 5, right? I think it's out of 5, but it's, it has a fresh rating of 89%. Well, I got 
the Adams family. The which one? It's the um, the first the, the one 1991 with... one. So like oh. the main, the only one that I've seen, like the main one. Crap! These are that's these are man. These are like not. These are like regular movies. They're regular movies, but I feel like I want to watch. Both of them sound like. I li- I like the Adams family. That was a movie I liked a lot when it came out. Do you re- have you rewatched it? Huh? I haven't rewatched it. No. I haven't rewatched it either in a long time. Shall we do? Let's just do. I I do want to do Trading Places. I kind but, of think I I don't know if I've seen Trading Places, and I like Eddie Murphy movies. Yeah. See, I'm leaning toward Adam's family because that's I haven't watched it in a very long time, and I think it kind of fits more into our. Okay, Adam's family because I do I really like that movie, and I would like to rewatch it. There's a lot of like jokes that have come up that I still think about, like that um Girl Scout cookie thing. I don't see. I don't remember. I, all I know about the Adams Family is their pinball machine. The Adams Family pinball machine. Oh yeah. Is my I sing- the other day. It's my single most favorite pinball machine ever made. Really? Wow. I think yeah. mine is probably um, uh, Medieval Madness. I feel yeah. like that's just a classic classic. So is Adams Family, but you're right. Medieval Madness is an excellent one. Uh, Adams Family is my favorite because it was in my dorm room my freshman and sophomore year at college. That's pretty cool. And I put way too much money into that thing. Way <laughs> too much money. Have you played the um, the Family Guy pinball machine? I didn't know if you even know they had one. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's a newer one. But it's crazy because they have a mini pinball machine in the pinball machine. Sounds great. Do you go to? You know, we sh- we should talk about this when it happens. But there's a pinball festival here, and the pinball the pinball museum in Seattle. Yeah, no, the pinball. I went. There's a new a newer place on Capitol Hill that has some good pinball. And my friend just opened, I guess it's the second biggest arcade in the state now in Renton. What? They have, like, super... It's not... They have pinball, too, but it's mostly, like, games. But they have, like, all the classic games. Wow. Okay, well, maybe we could do a remote from there. Yeah, it's called um, 8-Bit Arcade. That sounds really good. That sounds great. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So I think next week we might have our first guest. I don't want to tease it too much, but we're going to try to do it. We should. We'll see if it works. We'll see if it works. We're going to try to get a guest on. It sounds good. We, maybe we'll do some test runs. May have to do we a could test have a, a surprise pop-up test run video, too. That is true. We could do that as well. Or just have a separate go that's not on the show. That's the, I don't know. We can talk. We can talk about this stuff offline. Yeah. So, so we're doing Adam's family, right? Yes, I that's, wrote it down. That's great. I can't wait. This is our. This is by far the most known movie we've done today. I know for sure. Um. Anything else before we sign off? I think that's it. I think we need a sign off phrase. Uh. I. Yeah. Well, we're not, I'm not going to think of one on the spot right now. It's true, me either. <laughs> Throwing <laughs> it out there. Someone message us a good sign off phrase. Yeah, please. Someone give us a good. I know. And then we're gonna take it and not give you credit. Yeah. Well, okay. No, we'll give you credit. It's probably like shut the fuck up. That's what. That's. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. So, all right. So, everyone, have a great week, and we will be back next week to review the Raúl Julia, class. Rest in peace, Raúl. Julia, classic. We will. All right. This is Fresher signing off. And this is Parland saying have a good weekend. Whoop.